Welcome to Riverdale. Alright, so, eesh, nigga, <laughs> I gotta start off like that, um, this shit, I don't know, alright, so, um, this episode is chapter 17, which is the town that dreaded sundown, and, um, Welcome to Riverdale is a Carefree Black Nerd review show, <sighs> bruh, like, this show, continuous, it, this show amazes me, <laughs> and y'all know how I get when I get excited about some shit, but <clears throat> I'm very, 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 very happy with this show so far, like, there are some things that I have take issue with, but overall, for this to be, and again, I'm going to reiterate this probably time and time again, this is 22 episodes now, so we now have a full season, and we're on chapter 17, which I think is like episode 4 or for season 2, and it is fucking ridiculous like they never they don't i don't know they don't they they keep the shit going <laughs> so um just diving right into this shit here there's a couple things going on in riverdale and one of which being one we got the black hood who's uh still on on the run on the rampage like killing folks supposedly now the show opens up with Jughead doing his narration because he's writing this book this endless Wikipedia Encyclopedia Britannica version of a book that will probably never get published or if the show is smart they'll probably do like a companion piece where there's like a little welcome to River not welcome to Riverdale uh that's copyright black carefree black nerd but um a Riverdale like handbook or or novel or some shit well he's in the library and he's you know going over the Zodiac Killer and the axe murder in Texas, like all these different things. And it's really this first scene is beautifully shot and on its own it's like a wonderful piece of like what two minutes worth of film and I love it. We get the librarian who's kinda creepy esque, but I like that she gave me um Miss Grundy vibes from the um from the Archie comics, not the new uh sexual deviant Miss Grundy. Uh She's like, oh, yeah, you know, all this shit going on in town or whatever. He's like, yeah, the killer's still on the loose, the serial killer. Which, let me stop you there. Serial killer, he is not. I don't know if we're being PG or being softer with everything because it's Archie and we're translating it to the now. Or if they just haven't found anybody for him to kill for real. But a serial killer would constitute you killing more than one person. He's more of a wonder killer one uno killer like he killed miss grundy and attempted to kill others and it did not work um and then especially moose like moose should be dead i can i can suspend belief and be all for midge surviving but moose should be completely annihilated um, all that being said she's like oh yeah you know and not even just the the, the killer but you know that Nazi hate group <laughs> that showed up on YouTube and I'm thinking like who all is watching does Riverdale exist in a bubble like we know New York exists in this world but this video even got to the to the um librarian <laughs> and then on top of that like I do think the Red Circle is a weird trash group but Nazis I don't see I'm, I see it very 
Nazi-ish and terrorist-ish, like in the like aesthetic of how it's being positioned. But I also see it as some, you know, Archie who run the world girls. Like it's an odd mix. So um, I don't know. To have her comment on it, that was that was pretty odd. But moving forward, we get to um, Betty and her mom and dad, Hal and Alice, and they're at the dinner table and they fussing her ass out like motherfucker. This, this, that, and the third, because of course, the last episode, she helped Polly escape. And Polly, can I just say, regardless to what your um, attraction or your who you're attracted to or what you find aesthetically pleasing, um, ha- Alice and Betty are conventionally attractive women, albeit blonde hair, blue eyed, white women, whatever. Polly looks like a cabbage patch doll, and Hal looks like he's melting. I'm like, <laughs> This family doesn't match. These two are a tra- <laughs> But that's neither here nor there. So they're cussing her out. And this is the thing where I say that as much as I enjoy this show, I'm starting to notice now that some people can act as well as others. And the people who can act, I get lost in their performances. And then I kind of get snapped back a little bit when it comes to others. Alice, as much as everybody, like, as much as she's written as the one to hate. She has these moments where I'm like, I've been on her team from day one because I don't always agree with everything that she's doing, but she seems to be the only person or one of the only people who are operating in our reality and not just Riverdale reality. Because she's like, Benny, um, she's crying about, oh, well, I was scared for Polly and this, 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 and that. She's like, bitch, I am your mama and I'm scared every fucking day. And it's like, damn, like that was a moment where I feel like they did a really good job at hitting us over the head with these feelings that we don't normally get from Alice because she's this strong, dominant, aggressive, mean, quote unquote, bitchy type character. Whereas if that same character was written, the personality traits, the script, the dialogue, but put on a male character, we wouldn't have those um, those thoughts that he's a bitchy character. He would just be strong and protective. And I love that she like, broke down like, every time you fucking leave this house, I am scared. There is a murderer out there, and your little ass is just running around trying to solve crimes and shit. And I'm here trying to keep the house together because your daddy ain't about shit. Um, keep a roof over your head. Make sure that we got our, you know, air of whiteness intact. And that you ain't dead. And it's like, yeah she's one of the only people who have kind of (laughs) though they of course aren't biologically related and this is all made up I can still see the relation from Betty being a lot like her mother because like the same way that her mama broke down to her is kind of the way I felt her addressing Kevin last episode and his cruising and you know dealing with people in the woods so it's I don't know that was just a damn good scene and I thoroughly enjoyed that so those first two scenes on fire uh the fact that her mama called her Elizabeth, it's like, okay, now you know your ass in trouble. She used your whole fucking name. And then even thinking about when Alice broke down about her baby that she lost or had to give up or something. Yeah, because they shipped it to that nunnery that she shipped Polly to. And it's just like, when she has these moments, because she's normally this strong, abrasive character, when she breaks down, it she sells it and I'm all in. So again she may be bitchy to some or moody or whatever, but I'm I'm I ain't on her team, but I'm definitely we see each other. I see her, she see me, we see each other. <laughs> so um yeah, so next up the red circle shit. So Weatherby, I don't think they know what the hell to do with this man. Um 
when Mrs. Grundy was killed, he was going around class to class telling people she was murdered, which was odd because it's like we're in a school, you have a whole PA system. Just announce it there or have an assembly, which one, I don't think, why are we even discussing this when she doesn't work here anymore and she left and we knew that she was sleeping with students. But, I mean, I guess I get it. Why not have an assembly and say, hey, guys, with the, ki- the killer out there, you know, we got to have the buddy system. We're going to bring some law enforcement in to talk to you how to be safe, you know, someone who used to work really closely with us she's um a victim of whatever it like but it just felt odd that hi i'm the principal i'm um morgan freeman jr and i'm gonna walk around and tell you all about how this woman was killed it's like you're upsetting the student it was the whole situation was weird all that being said we get last episode where again one of the only people who seem to have some goddamn sense sheriff keller is like archie uh this red circle shit you you want to not do that weatherby old ass slides up in the mix and is like oh no this this is um school sanctioned and you know how do you expect for there to be a killer on the loose and the kids not to want to protect themselves sir in the real world these 15 16 17 year olds wouldn't create a militia or a vigilante group like and for the excuse to be i want to protect my school i don't see you guys patrolling the school i don't see like it's just it's weird it's like how is this are is it that little bit like there's (laughs) is there nothing else going on in this town that it's just weird so again i say all that to say this episode weatherby pulls archie into his office and he's like nigga look you are suspended you are not playing football. There is no football team. I saw your little video, and it's like, okay, I get that. But then he's like, yeah, you're suspended. No, if you don't come up in a week with a letter that apologizes about your behavior, you'll be suspended until you do. And it's like, that's that's not how suspension works. Like, You can make him write that letter now, or he'll be suspended. Or make him write the letter, and he's suspended. Like, what do you... That was that was weird. And then he's like, oh, there's no football team. And I know those was the football players shirtless, uh, wearing all that baby oil and glitter in the background, doing that damn, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the mail review? Chippendales or chip, whatever, the stripper shit. <laughs> like, I know that was y'all. And I'm just thinking, like, this is, this is very weird. This is an odd thing <laughs> for me to be discussing with my principal. And then it, the just punishment was weird. And this was one of those scenes where Archie really looked like a adult man so it was like you got this old man talking to this grown man <laughs> so odd um <clears throat> quick little sidebar archie is a person of color well mixed race he's samoan and like greek or something because <clears throat> i was looking at pictures of kj appa or however you say his name and Again, I didn't do my Google. Well, I did my Googles. That's how I found this out. I just didn't write the shit down. So forgive me, guys. But he is the person of color. So I'm like, damn, Riverdale. Although he is white passing. Him and uh, Veronica, because she's a little spicy white. But she's white passing when she's not with her parents. But I'm like, okay. So we got this Samoan um, Archie. We got an Asian Reggie. We got a Latina Veronica. We got... um, Will Dilton's white. But we got all this mix of characters. I'm like, okay, that's cool. So I'll probably have to unpack that later on. It won't be during this episode. But I was just like, okay. Because his name alone, KJ Appa. Let me make sure I'm saying that right too, shit. Either way, look up Archie. Look up um the the um 
the actor because I had looked at I think his Instagram and I saw a lot of pictures and I saw these little little brown babies like in the old like Polaroid looking photo and I was like what the hell he but of course his hair is dyed red I saw him with the black hair and I'm like oh this this man is not white at all so <laughs> yeah that's that but um so we get to we get to the you'll do this or you're going to be suspended matter of fact no more football team which is like mm, that's kind of odd but whatever so we get to um betty being uh trash as usual because i'm not like i'm i'm not on their team anymore like the main four you guys are villains and veronica is really like a villain in her own household but whatever so um kevin walks up to her so last episode we know he they caught eyes after he went home and got caught up in a lie because betty snitched on him about him having sex in the woods and all this other shit and so he made the comment that like he showed up and they're friends and shit again and she's sitting at the desk shook because she has a letter you know written to her which we'll get into later but he says kevin kevin says to betty um you know that wasn't cool blah, blah whatever my dad even he even called my mom and that threw me because i just assumed kevin's mom was dead or that she like I don't I haven't researched Kevin as a character in the Archie comics I've known about him and I've read a few stories with him in them like when he became mayor in an alternate timeline or president or something um but Kevin um I just never even thought about his mom it's kind of like that Disney cartoon thing where every princess has a dad but not a mom um and that wasn't a direct jab at him being um, same gender love and that was just in general but no he um 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 no <laughs> so he it's like you know he called my mom I'm like okay there's that one little line kind of gave him more substance to me more a little bit more backstory a little bit more fleshed out because now it's like you mentioned it all of the first season we hear nothing about him having a mom are we going to kind of follow that a little more closely like even if for she's not some famous child actor from the 80s who's now playing his mom are we going to get mrs keller and again i'm not looking at the imbd i refuse to because i don't want to spoil anything for myself um but he's like yeah you know it's 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 not cool that you told him but you know i decided not so i think he said he was going to get on some other app and to hook up or whatever and that's cool whatever but betty's like she's sitting there petrified and he's like, girl, what the fuck wrong with you? And she's like, I, I got a letter from the mask, the black hood, and whatever. He's like, all right, so we got to tell my dad. And she's like, no. And I, because the, the we find out that the black hood has, um is doing all these things in his, like, religious overtones because he was inspired by Betty's um speech at the end of season one where she didn't, talked about everybody being trash riverdale being shit and whatever and mind you that's a speech that she was not supposed to read <laughs> so girl you just set off this chain of events that's fucking everybody up because your little bullshit speech but um he also sent like a little key like a little thing you got to decipher his message who is gonna um be the next time he's gonna kill now my issue another issue i have with betty is that Kevin's like, we need to take this to my dad. And she's like, no, because the, the black mask wants it to be just her. Like, he's obsessed with her now, apparently. But she's, I'm like, she's like, no, we can't because he'll tell it to my mom and then my mom will get mad and whatever. But I'm thinking like, so your logic is, Kevin, don't have sex in the woods with a killer on the loose because he could 
on the off chance and it is a high chance find you and kill you but so I'm gonna go tell your dad so he can put a stop to this but I'm not going to tell my mom when the killer is speaking to me directly it's like ugh, Betty what the fuck so shit, if I was Kevin I'd be petty and I'd screenshot that shit and take it right over to her mama cause her mama ass is good for just throwing shit in the paper every time she find out about something and then show up later talking about look what I found and then I'm at this point if Alice Cooper brought anything to me I would assume it was already in the paper it can be a receipt it could be an outfit it could be a cup of coffee I'm going to assume that she's already printed it in the paper for tomorrow but then brought it to me because that's what the fuck she does but that really like kind of threw me and I get that it's driving the plot forward but I'm like mm, so Kevin is a horrible bad person because he's fucking in the woods and could get murdered but you're having direct communication with the murderer and you like there's that double step like man eh, whatever and just despite them i would go fuck in the woods and then call betty and be like hey betty um come to the woods for this picnic and want some di- no no that's too much but still it's just like what are you doing chick um <clears throat> someone who i really love this episode was cheryl because for whatever reason now i feel like she she shows up and she must be a fan favorite where they're just like making sure that she's in every episode even if she doesn't do anything she must be resonating with people more than other characters like um ethel who was walking down that children of the corn damn texas chainsaw massacre road by herself for some reason last episode not calling the police but calling reggie and archie whatever um she didn't say much she didn't do much but seeing her i'm noticing that when i see her on screen i get excited because i'm like oh she about to say some shady shit she's about to cut a motherfucker down she's about like she's i feel like they've established her well enough where even when she's not doing much i'm assuming that she has some shit going on so then when she does pop up and has a more active role i'm ready for it so good job kudos to them on that kudos to her and her acting um good good deal young lady <laughs> so um reggie Oh, that's my fan favorite. I can tell you right now, that's my favorite. Reggie. This motherfucker, I feel like he is everything that they wish Veronica could be. And let me explain. Like, the way in which they portray Veronica, where she is this socialite, reformed bad girl from New York who's hanging out with all her friends and, you know, hot couture and big words and, you know, movie quotes in her head it's not landing for me and this and another thing i think someone like mila kunis would have done a better would have did would have done would have done a better job at portraying the type of veronica that they want um this veronica to be like even her character in that 70s show jackie for me was more of the veronica of the comic books um reggie this reggie is a very edgy sexy um trendy swap cool type of person um and nothing against the reggie who played him last last season because he was good for you know what they gave him but this reggie gives me if they if the backstory was that this reggie also came from new york and you know his family got poor then they came to riverdale where they were still wealthy and you know led a life or whatever that's believable because i feel like he gives me big city dude 
or just cool as God. Like he's, sw- I don't know. It's just something about if you go back and watch the first Reggie and then this one. I like I like the way he's portraying Reggie, but that's why I say he's everything that they want Veronica to be because Veronica for me is just another Riverdale girl. Reggie, however, is this cool ass dude who is not necessarily you know a small town Riverdale guy, and so good good deal on him. And even when him like cutting up and acting a fool, kicking lockers and shit, because he cutting the uh, Archie like nigga, we can't play football now because of this dumb shit that you doing. We're done. It's the red circle, circle K. Red bottoms, bloody shoes, all this shit. We done. No more red. No more blood, 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 blood. None of that. Like, we're done. And Archie, again, this is where it's like your privilege is showing. Like, he's like, not well, fuck it. And it's like, okay, yeah, you got this group together and you've destroyed something that they held dear, which was football. Now we can't do what the fuck we want to do because you are so hell-bent on being a vigilante. Like, we, now you left us all out to dry. Um... After that, we get, I mean, Dilton, I still don't know how I feel about him. During the first season, I was all in. I'm like, okay, this, like, kind of extreme, post-apocalyptic, New World Order type of prepper who is kind of conspiracy theory, kind of, like, spy, self-trained. Like, I was into that. But this season, I think it's, like, less is more. The more that I'm seeing him, the more I don't particularly care for this character. I don't care for seeing him. I don't think... I don't know, I'm, they're not, I think he needs an arc, or at least a solid episode that can recapture that magic from the first season, because he, you know, being extreme, um, being into weapons and survival stuff, and like, having, not control, but having um, the little scout troop, boy scouts or whatever, under his wing, like, that's something to be uh, unpacked. Because I don't know if he's no longer doing that, but I'd like to see how he interacts with these young boys. Like, is he this overbearing type of, you gotta learn how to, you know, shoot guns and shit? Because if for nothing else, we I want to get more of that little black boy from season one, who was like, yeah, Dilton's kind of crazy, he showed me a gun and whatever else. Like, give me more of him, give me more these little young actors where even if they don't show up but maybe one or two episodes... One that's jobs for more of these little kids, and I don't know how this big kid actor. I'm sure there's jobs out the ass, but I like I like Dilton from the first season. This one I don't really care. It's like he's that weird Lex Luthor that they went with for Batman versus Superman. He's that weird like kind of guy in the shadows. But are you wealthy? Like I don't I don't I don't know. I don't. It's it's weird. So Dilton, my um. My thoughts for him this whole episode was Dilton, shut the fuck up. So, Veronica, um, her mom and her dad are like, nigga, no, her mom is like, you can't fucking date Archie. We saw this YouTube video he put up. The motherfucker is crazy. He's doing this weird shit, which I feel like, again, is, uh, is an appropriate response to this damn video. And she's like, oh, well, I'm going to wait and talk to him. I'm not going to not be with him because you say so. Which, okay, you know, teenage girl, I get that much. But it's like, your mom, like... You know the video exists. Like, it's out there. Look at it and see how odd this is. We're in this small-ass town, supposedly. And now he's created this Nazi, daredevil-esque militia. So her dad is like, no, I'm Ben and I ain't in it. That's between y'all. And I feel like Hermione is 
corn where she is because she went back to Veronica later on in the episode and was like you know I see that you're loyal loyalty is good and whatever but blind loyalty that's crazy and don't do that and don't be that girl but I felt like it was coming from a place of I've I love my husband I maybe fear him some or fear what I know he's capable of and I just want to protect my little girl but at the same time I cannot let the facade fall too hard or too much because you know then there are um issues that we'll have like I, I feel like it's something in there that I don't know if this is intentional on their part or if um it's just a side effect of what's going on or the way that I'm reading and interpreting their the interactions because I want more I want I don't know how it is to be Latina Hispanic or any of that and I'm hoping that what I'm seeing on screen is genuine to a um, writer or a person of that background because I, I'm enjoying the story and it's interesting but if there are things that are stereotypical or things that aren't being fleshed out well I I wouldn't be the first person to catch it so if you are someone who's like oh no this is trash they're writing them horribly or you're like oh this is great tweet me carefree blurred use the hashtag WTRpod like I'd like to get your thoughts um, on those on this this family you know and I like when they speak Spanish and I really wish that they would speak Spanish and not include subtitles because I don't know Spanish that well I know a few words for phrases I could recognize things but I'm all for and again this goes back to me not being of that um, cultural background but it seems like if you knew another language and all of you are like grew up with that culture that that's what you would speak you know my co- my college roommate was from New Orleans and then one of our good friends was from St. Thomas and one was from St. Croix one was from Jamaica so when they spoke and we were all together a bunch of different accents all fine and good but when they got on the phone or spoke to their parents or someone from the same area the dialect got thicker like I'd like to see more of I don't know I don't know I just feel like if you don't know Spanish so fucking what the the acting the, the body acting body acting the physical acting y'all know what I'm trying to say should come through and convey whatever but that's just me but anyway so Veronica goes in like nigga what are you doing what are you doing with this red circle K blah blah whatever and he's like hey, what, since when do you care what your parents think and I'm thinking like nigga mm, you are spiraling out of control you need to get it together and uh, she's like, yeah, I don't, but still, like, I agree with them because you're acting crazy. You're not letting me in. If I'm your girlfriend and you're doing X, Y, and Z, at least let me know X and Y. I need to know what's going on, which I think is legitimate, regardless to if you're teenagers in love, you know, or you're grown-ass people. And, like, it still would be nice to be on the same page. Well, he's like, yeah, I don't know why your dad's mad because he's the one who pretty much told me to go ahead and start this militia. And this is where I have an issue with Veronica. She going off on her dad like yeah you know what I love about Archie is that he's so loyal and he doesn't really know how to lie and you know you put a little bug in his ear and he's gonna go crazy and that's what I don't like about him and I wonder who did that and what is y'all talking I'm like girl shut the fuck up first and foremost Archie for all intents and purposes is a grown ass man he might be an impressionable impressionable teenager on the show but he still can make his own decisions if this man is talking to your dad and your dad is like, I like what you're doing, whatever, and you go out and start a whole damn vigilante group, mm, that can't fall on your father. Like, I'm just like, yeah, you can be upset or mad about it, but your father isn't the one who's um, 
who's getting the group together he's not giving you directions from a b c d and e you did this on your own because this is something you wanted to do anyways so it's like ugh. so I, I, I see where her issue is but then i'm also like Archie is his own person. He's doing what the hell he wants to. And he's also intentionally not telling you. So, like, I don't know. I just, that was just odd to me. I'm like, man, he's, a, that's a, he's grown. That's his decisions, not your dad's. Um, but Tony Topaz, the issue that I had with her is I'm scared that we're going to fall into this thing where she's just used in service of Jughead. Now, I know in the Jughead comic, she was like really into him, so that's cool. But with us updating these characters and telling these modern stories, I just don't want... And it's not even that she's a woman of color. Even if she was a white woman, my issue still would be I don't want her to be just in service to Jughead. She's a part of the Serpents. Let's flesh out her story a little bit more because honestly with her being a woman of color and being in the serpents i want to see where where is that intersection because at this point i've only ever seen all white men and then the lawyer chick um spongy betty or bibbidi boop bop or whatever the hell her name was from um a couple episodes ago where she was fp's lawyer or counselor or whatever Aside from them two, I haven't seen women in the serpents. And then aside from Tony Topaz, I haven't seen people of color. And so I'm like, mm. I mean, Joaquin, kind of, sort of, but I don't even want to go down that road. Still white passing. She's visibly a woman of color. How? What is she doing in here? Is she in a situation like Jughead where she, her parents didn't raise her and the serpents took her in? Is she biracial where one of her parents is a serpent? Is she just grew up on the south side and just you know grew up with some of this like give me more of her outside of she's the rift between betty and jughead because i think that's a waste of that character and although this is just her second episode she's very charismatic i like her when she comes on the screen on the screen i like to I'm, I'm trying to anticipate what's going on with her what's her motive is she just filling him out and I'll, I'll tell you the one the one scene that kind of fucked me up was when Betty Jughead Kevin and um, Tony were in Jughead's trailer which again another tangent <sighs> do you pay a mortgage or pay rent or something on a trailer home and then follow up question if that is the case who in the hell is paying this for Jughead I want to go ahead and assume that it's the surface but then I'm like no nigga your lights is on your TV is working you have heat who, do you just buy a trailer and then it's just yours and that's it like somebody out there let me know cause that, that this 16 year old motherfucker is just existing on his own in this trailer coming and go, that's weird to me but taking it back a few steps Tony um is like Something, her, something about her and Betty, she said some smart comment about, yeah, maybe you figure out who this is if you loosen down your ponytail. And that was kind of funny to me. I'm like, okay. And then she's like, oh, it was just a joke, y'all. Which it didn't come off as a joke. So I think her saying it was a joke was like, yeah, let me kind of feel the room out. But we get Kevin with his gay ass and Muslim. Her ponytail is iconic. It is. It's just, I'm like, tone it down a little bit. And no... I think him being a gay character is great. I just feel like he is, he comes off as a caricature at times, and that was one of those times. But he's nothing if he isn't consistent, because he's the way he was in this episode is how he was all last season. So it was on brand for him, but I just feel like, nigga, calm down. Like, it's a ponytail on a blonde haired, blue eyed white girl. Like, not to be funny, those come a dime a dozen. She's not even like a redhead or a brunette or something. Whatever. So, um,. 
But then Tony's like, oh, and uh, why the fuck your nigga is sitting with us at lunch every day and he ain't told you? I'm thinking like, that's petty as hell. But I think it's all done in service of driving a wedge between Betty and Jughead, and I just don't see it. Like, they're, are they building Jughead up to be this um, freaking Simba, Lion King of the serpents? Like, because it doesn't even seem like FP was in charge. It just seems like he was a very notable um, or very, you know, invested serpent. It doesn't even seem like he was running shit. He was just kind of off on the side, like Game of Thrones style or something. So, I don't know. And I'm just thinking, like, there are other people. Like, who's in charge of the serpents? Who's in charge of the girls? No. And who's, like, where are their descendants at? Because, yes, we'll take care of Jughead, but there has to... Like, is Sweet Pea, is he, like, is he the the prince of the serpents like so weird um let me see so excuse me i'm thinking that tony topaz her main goal was probably going to be to get in between jughead and betty and i'm just i don't know that just seems poor to me and with jughead now introducing or being our gateway into the south side of riverdale i want to see more of the south side i need to see more than just graffitied walls and chain link fences in the cafeteria because all that's weird in this fog and these pixie stick drug things and but tony did you know cut into her like you know go ahead and say what you've been what we all know you thinking that the black hood is somebody from the south side and he out here killing the north siders and this is that she's like no betty said something about drugs she's like yeah the drugs that you motherfuckers is buying and that in itself coupled with um kevin's kind of blowing up at Betty in the woods last episode and like certain things are popping up where I'm like this is one of the things that I like about Riverdale is that they're pushing these narratives of things that we see all day every day anyways and although Jughead is white the issue with his father and the prison system and the justice system all that was very reminiscent of what she was talking about um when she cut into Betty because it's like you're so quick to judge us because we're on the south side the bad part of town the other side of the tracks but a lot of this shit is going on in your own homes and you can't blame you it's so easy to just point the blame on us when you're doing the same shit um even looking at jason jason was murdered but jason was like dealing he was wrapped up in drugs like that may not have been why he was killed but that's that that's there's no denying that you know then you got y'all went to that had that little party uh at the end of season one where all you motherfuckers is drunk secrets is spilling everybody mad and shit but then if that same shit happened on the south side you turn your nose up and it's all bad but because y'all do it you just some preppy little kids that's just angsty and i'm like i feel her like that right there i want more of that tony topaz give me that lemonade black power um woke since we want to use everything that black people create give me that tony topaz where it's like no motherfucker you can't escape this blame and don't put this on us because it's so easy to say oh this is black hood he he must be from the south side like oh y'all i digress because <laughs> i was heated um but yeah so another thing that pissed me off is um which I guess I will never get away from is that all these motherfuckers who are supposed to be between 15 and 17 out at all kinds of booty call hours of the night doing everything under the sun and it's like what are your parents doing what are you how do they not know that you motherfuckers is out buying guns by the creek and 
getting art- artillery and, and just shooting these videos and doing all this shit. And yeah, there's some sex in there, but that's not even you. Not even out just fucking. You out just doing shit, trying to solve crimes and stuff. This when I was a junior, sophomore, and junior, I was more focused on trying to get to college and my post high school like life. And it wasn't that I was so wrapped up in that that I didn't live, but it was like shit. I doubt I would have tried to solve a crime or some shit like I don't know but um Veronica embracing after speaking to her father when she called herself cussing him out or whatever embracing this red circle to my well the other guys they're cowards cause they left and silly RG I have this new red circle shirt and we're passing them out around the school and this this and it's like girl what the fuck are you doing again this is one of those moments where I feel like Veronica is so much like her mother well like her parents in general but like her mother I feel like what Archie and Veronica are doing this same sunken dance was probably the same sunken dance that Hiram and Hermione had back in the day and she just got swept up into it Hiram made a little bit of money which became more money and now this is where they are and it's just like ugh lord we'll see how mighty the how the mighty have fallen pretty soon so in the I just <laughs> Archie I'm gonna try to speed this up Archie privileged as fuck I don't care what you're going through and how now you feel some level of insecurity or um, less secure as you felt before and you know having all these different emotional reactions and stuff but Archie is a villain as far as I'm concerned Betty and Jughead are villains from the shit that they pulled in the last couple episodes. Veronica is more villain in her own household, so I'm not really counting her out yet. But I probably should with this episode because she's just blindly helping this crazy-ass boyfriend. But he is a villain. Like, (sighs) you can have your issues and your feelings about poor people or people who commit crimes and people on the other side of the tracks but when you are doing the things that you claim they do this nigga took a he took a uh, a spray can of red paint went over to the south side spraying circles on shit then when you're confronted by people who live in this neighborhood mr gentrification you pull a gun out True enough, the guys on the south side pulled the knife out, but at the same time, you went there looking for a fight, they gave you what you were looking for, and you quick to pull out a gun? I was just like, what is, what is going on? What world is this? This crazy ass show is fucking all over the goddamn place, but... So he pulled out the gun on Sweet Pea, and they like, they like, all right, nigga, I'm done. I'm running. Like, they're smartly, you know, they didn't stay there and fight, but it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you trying to prove? And what are you doing on the south side where this is supposed to be this bad part of town where all these horrible people are? It comes out later that after Weatherby and Sheriff Keller looks in Archie's locker and there is no gun um, because they heard that some, on the south side they found video footage of a motherfucker with red hair spray painting circles and got a gun and all this other shit no gun but they find a hood the hood that reggie wore to um archie's house last episode one why do you have that and why did you take it to school reggie came to your home with that why did you take that to school put that in your locker like that was a MacGuffin so they could set up later on. Reggie said, oh, he could have told on me, but he didn't say it was mine. So, you know, we're going to get back into the red circle. Sir, it's a hood. He could have said it was yours, but it's still a hood. It's a piece of clothing. 
that's nothing to get expelled for. It's not a gun. That whole reasoning was was just weird. Like I'm Team Reggie, but that was weird as fuck. Um, so Veronica goes and picks out the the gun from a toilet in the men's room, no doubt. And I'm thinking. Where the fuck are y'all parents? How are you 15, 16, 17-year-old just leaving in the dead of night, going into your high school, just willy-nilly, and going into the bathroom? Like, is there not a killer on the loose? Is there or is there not? Because that, that was odd. That was odd. So she went over cussing my life. You you crazy, and this is this and that, and I threw that gun in the lake, and blah, blah, whatever. So, of course, Reggie and everybody show up. Oh, man, we back. You could have told on me, but you didn't. So we back, and we in the Circle K now. So Southside niggas Sweet P and them Show up on Archie's doorstep He like You think you gonna pull a knife A gun out on me and my boys And we ain't gonna do shit about it Cause Shit We we Crips club You blue No let me not do that But I was like What What is going on What kind of And then I thought Cause it went to commercial break Cause I watched this You know my DVR And not my um, Not online And so I was like okay I'll bet any amount of money That they gonna team up And try to find a, a black hood but boy was I wrong so we get <laughs> we get a fight this brawl this battle and I'm just like this is stupid like what are y'all doing you show up at this man's house ready for a fight justifiably so cause you did pull a gun out on me and my boys um but then you all agree that we about to fight in the middle of the street don't bring your knife don't bring your gun and whatever and then you know you get your asses handed to you and then we find out that veronica um against archie's orders comes out of the house and when things are looking really bad she puts her hand up in the air and she fires off the gun so she didn't throw the gun away but i'm just thinking like what veronica what are you going through like it feels like everybody is just going crazy um taking a couple steps back jughead and betty are talking and they're like he finds out about the letter that the that the uh, black mask or black hood left her. And he's like, well, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, and she hesitated. And he's like, oh, because of Archie. And she's like, she didn't confirm or deny. She didn't say yes or no. But she's like, you know, it pretty much confirms it. But I'm just thinking, like, you could take that a couple of ways. Either she's still in love with him, which I didn't take it that way. I took it as this man, this mask hood who's out here cleansing Riverdale, was birthed from being inspired by my speech he almost killed your dad archie is crazy as fuck and archie is very much loves his father you see all the shit he's doing if he found out that it was betty's speech that inspired this man even though it doesn't make sense emotions don't have to make sense he would probably be mad at her lash out at her be mad at her or even be concerned for her safety so there's that but then the way i took it was Nigga, you ain't been around. You've been with Tony Topaz with your head up her ass. Y'all looking for the black hood. You've been ignoring my phone calls. And then you want to jump down my throat. Me, as being Betty in this scenario. You want to jump down my throat about why I didn't tell you. Where the fuck you been? You can't tell a motherfucker that ain't present. Because this ain't something you just text. Hey, by the way, that killer was inspired by me. All right, bye. No, you don't do that. Like, (sighs) these... These, this is a group of villains. Hell, all Riverdale has turned into one big ID sh- ID channel episode, like of just trash. Um, so yeah, so they decipher the code and they know that the killer is going to be at the town hall. And Mayor getting up there, giving her a speech, like you know, we gotta do good, we got the killer on the loose, whatever. 
Alice then her ass up talking about, nah, fuck that, you know, fuck that shit, Southside did it, Southside motherfucking, we gotta shut that school down and to put that money into the police force, I'm thinking like, you so concerned about the Southside and about how bad they are, you shut the school down, those kids have to go somewhere. If there's no school, they'll probably bleed over into Riverdale. You claim they're bringing the drugs and everything in. How, what do you think Riverdale will look like if you shut their school down and they have to come over to Riverdale on the north side? All of that being said, my other issue is that we're at this town hall meeting and there's nobody from the south side here. This is the south side of Riverdale, no doubt. Why are there no 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 one there's no family no one person who thought hey there's a town hall meeting let me show up and i feel like they've had one of these meetings before and there still was no one there from the south side it's like are these two different cities or is this the south side of riverdale and y'all just email or send letters out to the north side of riverdale and not the south side to come to these meetings it was very odd um but what i liked is that the cinematography and the way that they edited edited this scene between the fight between the um, serpents and uh, Riverdale High Circle K whatever and then Alice Cooper and Fred uh, Andrews going back and forth so it was like a physical fight and she was like I, you know I don't got much to say about your little nigglet Archie but that motherfucker at least he out there throwing elbows and shit and he getting shit done and that's what she said like throwing elbows and whatever else and I was like okay okay I'm I'm I don't know if she's just doing the same motherly thing, like, you know, that's trash, riffraff coming into Riverdale fucking shit up, or what she's doing, but I'm more apt to listen to her because I'm seeing her doing more of the work. It might be one-sided, fake news type of shit, but she's, at the diner, she wrote a bunch of shit down. You know, she's a journalist. She's seeing these things, and she's getting shit done. It might not be what you want, but you gonna be informed she throwing shit in the paper left and right she paying off corners to get causes of deaths and shit like i'm more apt to listen to her than fred who just lays around with his bullet wounds and even before that wasn't really active i don't know and she called him out like here he go turning the other cheek again this nigga was almost killed and he still want to just give up the fight and i'm like she's right you know and everybody cussing her out but the (laughs) the man was like do you have a question like, bitch, don't come up here talking shit, riling my people up. We didn't come here for the. And what I would like to see is the other side of Riverdale. What the hell the mayor goes through? Because it seems like every time she shows up on screen, she got to deal with some of y'all bullshit. Some of you white folks from the north side and fuck with some white folks from the south side. And it's just this whole big white white on white crime fight. And she got to be stuck in the middle of it. And I want to know, because I know in my heart of hearts, whether be black ass, the mayor... Um, every person of color in that town gets together and, you know, had them a little barbecue every now and then. They're like, these motherfuckers, it's crazy. And they just drink and laugh about it. And then, you know, that alarm go off and they're like, all right, time to get up and do it again. Because these motherfuckers, is crazy. I could just picture that. But um, getting back to Archie with this damn spray can and anger and shit, he was very much giving off those tiki torch vibes that uh (laughs) mansplaining vibe that very much i'm victimized too so so what he said to veronica when she confronted him was that she said okay if you get to him what happens if you try to shoot him and you kill him then you're going to jail what happens if you try to shoot him and you miss and he kills you then you're dead he's like well maybe i'll be better off dead i'm thinking like nigga you want to protect your dad but you're better off dead 
whatever. She's like, well, yeah, I would miss you and your dad and Betty and Jucky and all your friends. And this is something we were kind of saying at the same time. Of course, not the same exact words, but I'm just like, nigga, there's people who love your dumb ass for whatever reason. What? Maybe I'd be better off dead. Then he's like, oh, no, I just want to murder him for what he did. And I was just thinking like, nigga, I don't know. I'm not even going to begin to to know what it's like to have a parent who's been like, almost killed or whatever but it's just like he seems like I wish he had just taken her advice and went to therapy which probably wouldn't make for a great show (laughs) wouldn't be very exciting but we need to calm him down it's not enough to just end this episode and then he be better next episode we need to gradually pull him back down because this motherfucker is crazy as hell so Veronica um seems to kind of get off on him being hurt or being wild or whatever like something about there's some sexual tension there whenever Archie's hurt so is that Munchausen or Munchausen by proxy or something <laughs> I don't know but that's odd um in the fight Dilton gets stabbed in the leg and I'm just like okay when I thought it was Reggie I like my, my chest tightened up and I was like oh I'm gasping clutching pearls and everything else I'm like oh shit not Reggie but I found out it was Dilton and I was like alright but the thing that got me, oh, that makes me not like him that much more, is that Reggie and him are driving to the hospital, and he's like, um, you can't tell them that we did this or whatever. He's like, yeah, my story will be that I was jumped by some Southsiders, and they stabbed me. They did this to me. And I was like, man, is this how the other side lives? Is this, like, is this what y'all do? Like, uh, I don't know. A lot of these kids need child protective services to come into their homes and remove them from their family because their parents just aren't doing a goddamn thing. Dilton especially. But it's like, nigga, what? So I know that that's going to create more tension when that gets out and one of the only sane people in the town, Sheriff Keller, is like, all right, now we really have to do something about this. Um, what, What happens is there's going to be some kind of brawl some kind of all out battle which will be reminiscent of whatever riots that Pops was talking about back in the day and I'm thinking, although I'm not a writer on the show, that we'll get some flashbacks from the adults when they were children or whatever and see what the riots were like kind of either right before or right after or during the riot that's going to come up because there's going something is bubbling to his head to the head like this is this is going to be a shit show for real for real and so i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm just i just want to know where are where are the pussycat dolls the pussy pussycat dolls josie and the pussycat (laughs) where are they because they stand out of the shit um it'd be kind of weird to involve them because they're not in the midst of all this bullshit but I am. I would be interested to see how can you incorporate more of them this season because I don't like that these are just side characters. I don't like that they don't show up as much or they aren't as active. Hell, I need to see them walking through the hallways every single episode if they're not speaking. Where are my girls? Where are the pussycats? Where they at? And where is Valerie's black-ass brother? Where is Josie's black-ass musical dad? Musician dad? Musical? Musician dad? Where? <laughs> Give me... Give me more of these black people. Shit, where are they? I'm to the point where I'm on um, Instagram just flipping through their damn pictures and shit and uh, <laughs> trying to find out, um, you know, just see more of them. I'm not getting enough. Either give me the Pussycats or give them a spinoff. Like, I I need something. Or if you're going to bring Sabrina to fruition for real, put them in there. 
put them somewhere where it's gonna it's going to work. I don't need them to be just the token black girls who get up and sing and dance for you niggas whenever y'all need some entertainment. Give me more. Give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me, give me more. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, all in all, that was the town that dreaded Sunday. <laughs> um, if you have any, like, thoughts of who you think killed whoever or whatever or who the masked gunman is or, you know, little thoughts or ideas on the show, please tweet me, Carefree Blurred, using the hashtag WTRPod. I want to make this a conversation because I'm sure there are some things that I'm not thinking of that somebody out there listening is like, hmm, maybe it was this or how about that? That being said, favorite character of this episode, going to go with the black girl, the mayor, um, as default, but Reggie. Reggie was a favorite of mine. Um, let me see, favorite scene. I like that end scene. The fight coupled with um, Alice Cooper and Fred Andrews kind of arguing at the town hall. That whole little mix, even though I did enjoy the first two scenes, that right there kind of sealed it for me. Uh, with the music, with the uh, the cuts back and forth, with the arguing, with Alice being a loud ass, I need to see the manager ass white woman. Like I just was into all of that, so that was my favorite. And then, who do you think is the Black Hood? Um, I want to hear y'all thoughts. Tweet me, leave a comment on SoundCloud, interact with me, let me know my thoughts on the Black Hood this week. I gotta go with Hal, um, and just because the Black Hood now has decided that he is Betty's BFF, because the show ends with the cliffhanger or the like, yeah, the cliffhanger, the very scary movie style um, uh, call that the blonde white girl gets while she's sitting in her bed, being her little self. Uh, Hi, Betty, this is the the Black Hood. Okay, and we're friends and get rid of all your people and it's just you and me. I don't like to share. Whatever. So I'm thinking that it's Hal, Hal Cooper, her dad. But he's a little pudgy and like I said before, he looks like he's melting so it may not be him. Um, But also, could be the sheriff. I'm still down with the sheriff as a possible answer and which would, you know, explain why Kevin, who was sinning by, you know, hooking up in the woods, wasn't murdered. But then at the same time, he... The dad didn't know he was doing that to Betty Toe, so I don't know. I'm still going with the sheriff. Um, and I'm going with Alice's son. Now, when she says she had an abortion or gave up her baby for adoption or whatever, from the she had she gave it up. And now we know Betty has a brother. I'm thinking, is it the brother? Is he because I want to say Betty is about let's say 16, Polly would be about 19, he would be let's say 20. 526 I don't know assuming Alice is in her mid 40s so I'm thinking that he could very well be it and Hal although they aren't biologically related like the actual people Hal looks kind of stocky like back in the day he probably was solid so I'm thinking this could be that baby boy that she had back in the day and he coming back to cleanse this town that threw him away like that could very well be it also I'm thinking that we could have some twist where it's somebody from the nunnery like the place where they sent polly off to have that baby like they like alice went to when she was young it could be somebody from there like who we don't have the ties to who it is yet like some i don't know i'm just i'm these i'm just throwing these out there and hoping something sticks so 
who do you think is the black mass out here causing all these problems and shit? And I really go with the nunnery idea that maybe it's the son and something tied to the nunnery or whatever because he's very religious. He's cleansing the town. The adulterer was Fred. The sexual deviant, Miss Grundy. Um, the uh, the fornicating drug users, Midge and um, Moose. Like he's he's very religious in his approach to killing people. You know, angel of death and whatnot. So. Um, Again, tweet me, uh, Carefree Blurred. Use the hashtag WTRPod. Um, again, this is a Carefree Black Nerd production. And shit, just, I don't know, y'all. Stay carefree. Stay shit out of town hall meetings. And I don't know, stay off the south side putting red circles on shit. <laughs>